every time I roll into an event or if I'm in some type of setting where I'm just like freeze frame, how did I get here? I don't know how I got here. I have teenage dirt bag in my head. I'm like sitting at the table at this fundraiser with all those individuals and in my head is just like, I'm just a teenage dirt bag. I like, have no idea. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> Glad to have you. I know. So I think we're going to get right into it. So <laughs> I work for Addition Financial Credit Union. So I'm in our community engagement partnership department with them. So essentially, we're kind of an over-exaggerated business development team that handles all of our partnerships because with us being a credit union, we have a couple of contracted partners within our organization. A little terminology. A credit union is a financial institution that's founded by a group of people. So Edition Financial was actually founded by nine Central Florida teachers over 85 years ago. So we're the teacher's credit union, essentially. So we have a contracted agreement with a couple of the public school systems in Central Florida and then the colleges, too. Uh, we both went to UCF, so Go the nice. basketball charge on. The basketball <laughs> arena is the Edition Financial Arena. That's a contracted agreement. So all of that's housed underneath my department's umbrella. Sweet. Yep. And what would you say is the biggest issue going on in like the credit union world and everything that you operate in right now? Yeah. So Central Florida is growing so fast. And so a lot of our competitors from either the Jacksonville, the North Florida, the Tampa Bay, Tampa, St. Pete area, they're kind of coming in, kind of making like a backwards L into the Central Florida area. Since we're Central Florida founded and based, we're kind of seeing our competitors come in and try and Pick and, yeah, and yeah. see what's going on with our partners. So that's why it's so important for our department to have those contracted agreements that include exclusivity, if it's credit union exclusivity, if not financial institution exclusivity. So that would encompass traditional banks like a Wells Fargo, a Chase, any of those. Focusing more on the credit union because there's a credit union difference between financial institution, since credit unions are member owned and operated and they all have some type of why. Our why was educators in the community. So just toning in on locking those down. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think it's really cool getting straight into it. Mm -hmm. Some of the extra stuff that you do, especially knowing the background of the institution that it was mm -hmm. started by teachers. Mm -hmm. So one thing that we, we had just talked about, like when we did our last podcast, is you had just been elected onto the foundation for the yeah. school board. Mm -hmm. And it was maybe just a couple weeks after and you're the youngest ever member yes. and still. Yes. Could you talk a little bit about that and then development sense? Because there, yeah. there's a lot of developments to get into. As yeah. Well. So I guess I finished a full year on the foundation board because it's been Congrats a year. Congrats, too. Thank you. I'm still the youngest member age and term wise. So there hasn't been anyone coming into the board since me, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. So probably like a week after we talked, two weeks after, I got the phone call for the executive committee to be the secretary of the board. Just missed it. Yeah, just missed <laughs> it. Yeah. And that was one of my goals too, which is cool. So still doing that. Elections are in May. So they go with kind of the school year, not the calendar year which makes sense for the foundation board. But going through a full year with them, I've gotten to see all of the fundraiser events, all of the organizations that we've been assisting within the school district. And it's been a lot. Hit it running from day one. I wanted to get involved as much as I possibly could with them. So I sat on every event committee with them. This year, our Night of Impact is kind of our premier fundraising gala. And it was the first year 
with that language. It used to be called Arts Alive. So it would mostly benefit the arts programs in Seminole County, but to be more inclusive with STEM and everything, we changed it to Night of Impact. Nice, okay. Still supporting the arts, but everything, all encompassing everything in Seminole County too. And so hurricane season came by and we got two hurricanes. And so they had to change the date. So we were really worried about the funds coming in and everything, changing the date with the food costs, everything being more expensive too. So we had to change the date to a December date, which we were worried about just because of the holidays. It's hard to ask people for money. It's a lot going on. Yeah, forking up so much for their own family. And it was a record year. We raised $244,000 that night. So First of all, Insane amount of money. Yes, yeah. Congrats on the record. Yeah. What do you attribute to that record? What, how do you think things went right? Yeah. So we had very strong messaging about the program, everything okay. that is being supported in this event, what Seminole County Foundation does for the public school system. And if you're not giving to the foundation, why? Like, why are you not giving to the foundation for Seminole County Schools? Because The school district is the number one driving force for economic development in the Seminole County District. If there's high schools, there's better jobs, more people are moving here. The Foundation for Seminole County Public Schools is the the direct support charity for Seminole County. So any company here should have some type of play or role in that. If that's a sponsorship, sending individuals on their own, but everyday normal community members should have an impact with the foundation as well too. So spreading that messaging, I think it was a little tough in previous years because our event was Arts Alive. It kind of limits- A little too specific. Yeah. And I mean, there's engineering firms, there's huge companies in Central Florida and Seminole County that aren't associated directly with the arts. Yeah. So that might be a hard sell, but if you say it's this umbrella of public education for Seminole County students, it's a little easier to get people in the door and to give, I think. Makes sense. Yeah. So on the note of events, you go to a lot of different events yes. all throughout the year. It's mm-hmm. kind of the biggest part of one of the biggest parts of your job, I mm-hmm. would say, from what I've observed. Yeah. One thing that I think would be interesting to get into is obviously a huge part of that for you is the selection of which events to go to. You seems like you're kind of constantly balancing which ones you're going to go to, which ones you're not, mm-hmm. because there are always too many to choose from technically yeah yeah. what is what goes into that how do you choose which events you're going to go to and which ones are going to benefit what your mission is and what you're trying to do the most yes so anything with the public schools or any of our college partners um i'll be there always um because those are our number ones and then the community events that are hosted by other nonprofits like part of United Way, Central Florida, like the bigger ones. It depends who's in the room. If I'm going between two events, if it's a luncheon, where is it hosted? I'm mostly focused in Seminole County. So if there's a Seminole County event or one in downtown, I'm gonna go to Seminole County event because that's my people. Because it's all about who's in the room for me, essentially. But then there's some of those premier events. There was an event last night that I didn't go to and I was so- R.I.P. Bombed, (laughs) I was so bummed. And, <laughs> You're not over it. No. It's too soon. I'm no, so yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I, I should have never asked. Within three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but there's just some events that I don't like to miss. But it all goes back to who's in the room. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And having myself, my own personal pres- presence, and my organization's presence there is that important to future membership, our brand development, our brand awareness. So. 
On the note of brand development and awareness, one thing I feel like you've done really well just from like an outside perspective mm -hmm. is kind of built a personal brand with everything that you're doing mm -hmm. because you've got your main position that you've talked about, the partnership position, but then you're on all these different boards and foundations mm -hmm. and going to all these different events, helping spearhead different things. Yeah. How do, what do you think goes into building a personal brand no matter what you're doing? Like, what are some of the universal kind of truths and principles you've noticed and picked up? Yeah, so growing up and going to school, I never thought I would work for a credit union. I think that's one of those like funny things, like where you end up. I fell in love with the job, fell in love with the culture, and then the people associated with it on my team, and then the people I get to impact every day. Um, so I feel like your personal brand has to tie into what's your personal why? Like, why are you doing this? Are you into it? Some people's why is just money too. So if you're going for a job and it's basically just for the pay, that's okay, that's your why and stuff. But I mean, I grew up here, I'm a community guy. I like mm -hmm. truly love to see the impact with everything that my organization has done. And then that allows me to do stuff for the community. So I think that just goes along with your personal brand to just to sell your company and your association with them. I mean, we're, we're founded by public school educators. Like that's our why. So my why is I love supporting my community and the foundation for my community is the public school system. And if there isn't a strong public school system, there isn't a strong community. So yeah. it goes hand in hand. This is very like strong tie in all around. Yes. What is uh, what is your personal why, if you were to kind of quantify that? You talked about like community engagement, growing the community. Mm -hmm. If you were to give kind of a just a description of your personal why, what is like your biggest driving force? Yeah, so I think it's super cliche to say it takes a village, but it's so interesting. It's not even the right word. I don't know what it is, but to be in a room and just see so many people come together, like in a fundraising setting, it goes back to we have more in common than different too. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's 350 people in this room right now. We have one thing in common. And it kind of brings the community together. I think a strong community is just the coolest thing in the world. And my job kind of, not that I ever fell out of love with it, but it has made me fall back in love with like humanity. There's so much good in the world, and I feel like the negatives are just so much louder. Yeah, I know what you mean. And so just seeing the stuff that goes behind the scenes and stuff, like, it's so cool. I don't know. It's so it's cool It's a thing to that see. makes me love people, too. I yeah. feel like you get that. It, the the less that you get to be around people and engage with people, mm -hmm. the more you feel that that loud negative force yeah. around you. The yeah. more you get to be with people, the more y you kind of get that reinforced. Yeah. That, like, the good of humanity. Yeah. Humans are cool. <laughs> Humans are cool. They do a lot of cool things yeah. and a lot of good, but it's usually the bad that's, I feel like, dramatized or... What are some of the coolest things that you've seen humans do in your like in your job and in your industry and all yeah. the things that you're involved with? The so last, last Saturday, I was at Seminole State College's premier fundraiser, um, their dream gala. And their whole thing is like selling the dream of students who wouldn't be able to do, move forward with the college degree. It's a lot of scholarships and stuff. That's awesome. I remember you were telling me this is like one of the biggest events. It's the biggest event. Seminole yeah, County, it's the biggest right? event. They raised 500 590K. Holy shit. That night. That's crazy. That's crazy to think about. Like in that room, there was 590K. Like that's so cool. 
like hard to wrap your head around. Yeah, probably, like, like that's so it. cool. Yeah, that's so cool. And in one night too, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. so cool. I don't know, like that's just, and it's because they and fell in love so with much the going towards scholarships. Mm-hmm. So, what kind of scholarships does that usually support? Like, how does how does that decided? How how do those go out? How do people get involved in that? Yeah, so they usually at the fundraisers usually like a story or kind of like a sneak into someone's life that has gained something from the fundraiser in the past, like a previous story of like an accomplishment. Um, So I don't know necessarily what every scholarship that is benefiting from that fundraiser, but the individual that spoke at that event is a first generation college student. She would have never been able to go to college without scholarships. No one in her family has ever gone to college. and she's just first gen. Her parents moved here from, I think it was Puerto Rico. Yeah. And it was just such a cool, touching story. And she was able to quit her job because she got another scholarship. So now she gets to focus 100% on her studies. That's awesome. It was just, yeah, it was just exactly way more what into it. should happen. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. What are some other events that kind of happened throughout the year that you've been a part of that played a huge role in what you've done this year, you think? Yeah, so... Last Friday was a Seminole County Public Schools event, and we were just talking about this. I got to do the commercial yeah. for uh, my organization, so we were presenting sponsor of I'll it. I'll kind of like overlay it. On behalf of everyone at Audition Financial, I would like to congratulate all the nominees being honored at tonight's Teacher of the Year celebration. As a credit union founded by educators, we understand firsthand how powerful an impact teachers make every day. Our roots in education have shaped who we are as a credit union for more than 85 years, as we believe that empowering our community begins in the classroom. Addition Financial is proud to be a long-standing partner with Seminole County Public Schools and are excited to celebrate with you all as tonight's presenting sponsor. Since the inception of our school district debit card program, Addition Financial has donated over $240,000 back to Seminole County Public Schools. We are proud to offer two student-run branches at Lake Brantley and Lake Howell High School where students gain real-world banking experience and career readiness skills. Our focus in education will always be an important pillar of who we are as a credit union. Through our partnership, we are proud to serve our SCPS teachers and can't wait to count you in. Congratulations on all of your achievements and for making a difference in the lives of your students. On behalf of Addition Financial, thank you for what you do. So we were presenting sponsor, so we get, I think it was like a minute commercial. So I got to do the commercial for it, which was huge for me. And then I got to go on stage when they announced the winner. It was um, the Teacher of the Year celebration. So the three winners from elementary, middle, and high, they all have a representative. And then the overall winner is one of the three, and they're announced, and then they come up for the surprise announcement. I was on stage for that. It was a really cool moment for me. It was a really cool moment for me. Probably just felt like it was bringing a lot together. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff I remember talking to you about leading up to the teacher of the year. Yeah, all the different visits and like yeah, like observations and like you were talking about like the different teachers you got to see as a result. Of yeah, this. it was like all this whole all encompassing moment. Yeah, it was really cool and being presenting sponsor of an event. There's so much that goes into it besides dropping a check for whatever amount the title is. There's so much that goes into it. You're saying your co-planner does not 
is not like respectful to the organization because they do so much work. But you're like a right hand man for them with the everything, the promo items, the attendees, the commercial, what you want to see in the event. Or is your brand being represented correctly? If not, how can it be? Is this like it's just a lot of. There's just so much that goes into it. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. It's a lot. And to I never thought that, too. I personally never thought that, too. I thought, oh, we're presenting sponsor. We're going to show up. There's a lot that goes into it. It's yeah. If you're presenting sponsor, I mean, you want to make sure that the event goes well and that yeah. it's like a good reflection of your organization. Yeah. Right. Well, and then at the end of the day, we're supporting our membership and our members in our credit union. And if a high price tag doesn't equal opportunities or something that we're getting out of the event, it doesn't make sense for us too. Exactly. So, so you might as well have a hand in making sure that the event is as good as it could possibly mm-hmm. be. 100%. On a different note, kind of going back to all the events that you go to and are part of as a result of like everything you do, mm-hmm. obviously one of the hugest things as a part of that is the networking, mm-hmm. right? So you do, you're constantly doing a lot of networking. Yeah. What are some things that just over the course of your career so far that you've picked up in networking that work really well? And maybe, yeah. what are some, maybe some preconceived notions people have with networking that you think that maybe have been challenged for you? What have you learned about networking? Yeah, so, so I probably go to a minimum of three networking events a week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of reps. Yeah, it is, <laughs> it's a lot. And they're super intimidating, honestly. Yeah. I usually feel uncomfortable and I, that's what I do for Still. work. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. You don't know who's going to be in the room. You don't know what the setting is usually. You just go. They don't send you, like, a pre-list of attendees. A lot of the times I'm rolling in by myself, too. So mm-hmm. I really don't know what's going on. I'm it's completely I'm always the youngest time. in the room. So that's always a thing, too. There's always some type of ID, me getting ID joke. At, <laughs> with, <laughs> if there's drinking involved. But tips... I would say, I always lead with this, you wanna be the first person to talk in a conversation because if you don't walk up to someone, shake their hand and talk to them, you're gonna stand there awkwardly and wait for them to acknowledge you and then it's weird for you to say anything. What are some good openers you have? So, okay, so this is like (laughs) my go-to actually. So if it's like a table setting, and so a lot of events are luncheons, And so if Edition Financial isn't sponsoring a table or anything, then they'll just pay for me to get a seat at the table. So then it's open seating at different tables. So you just have to find a spot and sit at it because then you won't get served. You know what I mean? It's like a luncheon at a hotel. So my opener is, um, do you have a neighbor yet? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's like funny. And um, I usually try and go for like the like playful, you know, like yeah. there's no reason to be serious at anything. I'm like a young guy. Like if someone takes me seriously, it's probably like a 50-50 shot too. So you might as well go for the friend round. And if you're the youngest one in there, they probably expect you to try to like compensate and like yeah. try to like fill out some more presents. Yeah, you might I'd as rather well just play into it. I'd rather be the talkative, loud young person than like the weird one that's in the corner. Like, you know what I mean? You kind of have to like sell it a little bit. Exactly. So I do the neighbor. The neighbor's (laughs) kind of like my thing. And they usually don't have a neighbor. That's like a very good kind of term to hit home with that generation. Yeah, I'm like, do you have a neighbor yet? As I'm like holding a chair. And then sometimes they have a neighbor. Ah. So then you have to ask, does their neighbor have a neighbor? (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. Yeah. 
Um, and then usually their neighbor doesn't have a neighbor. Yeah. One of the chances. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's terrible odds. Then you get out of there and that wasn't the event for you and you got to go home. Yeah. You're between your yeah, legs. Yeah, you, you messed up. <laughs> it's over, yeah. You're in too deep. Go home. Go home. Call in sick. But yeah, my biggest thing is always talk first. I mean, and mm. then the basics like business cards and stuff, but that's just something you should just have on you. And, of course. But my thing is always you have to talk first. I like the neighbor thing too. Yeah, the neighbor thing's funny. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. What about um, what about just like kind of a walk around type event where yeah. you're just like walking from place to place, big open room. Yeah. Thing. So, so and there's not um, necessarily like a set kind of location that you can plant yourself in, like a table. Yeah. So if they have a name tag, I usually just ask what their organization is, or if I know someone, I'll try and do kind of like a pick with, oh, like, do you work with so and so? And then if they don't, I'm already talking to them, so it's fine now exactly. I know who they are. So I usually try and do something with the organization that they're representing. But if not, if I'm holding a coffee, I'm just going up to people. If it's a morning event, I'm just talking to people. And How about this cup of joe? Yeah, cheers. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. <laughs> at the end of the day, if someone's at a networking event, they're there for a purpose or a goal or somewhat to be somewhat chatty. So It kind of happens naturally. Right. Yeah. That's what I've noticed going to networking events. You kind of like just have you... to feel a little uncomfortable, but sure. everyone everyone does feels uncomfortable. Yeah. So another th- on a totally different note, kind of going back to uh, something you said before, there was a thing that you said before where you said you're usually the youngest in the room, and always that is the case from what I've observed with a lot of what you do, not yeah. just the events, mm-hmm. but some of the, the foundations that you serve on, the foundation for the school board you mentioned, mm-hmm. we talked about, and a lot of stuff you do. What are some tips on just being heard as a young person in a room full of people that are older than you or an organization or team of people that are older than you? How do you how do you get heard as a young person? Yeah, so it's difficult to think that your voice is equal to others. Title-wise, age-wise, just experience-wise. Not that I think that my voice is less than anyone else, but it's just the constant thought of what the other individual hearing me speak is thinking. When most of the time their kids are older than me, they might have grandkids my age, you know, so it's kind of And tough. they're probably, you know, they're probably like imagining their grandkids and their kids would yeah. like they talk to you. Kind and of it's like, I don't get it. Or what is he thinking? You know what I mean? It's just kind of like the, the light chatter you like put in your head about stuff. But especially if you're getting the ID comments. Yeah, the ID. <laughs> com- I mean, and that's always just going to be a thing. And. I've kind of grown with it and I mean I've added it to my own brands. Yeah, I'm the youngest in the room. Like and in the back of my head, this sounds terrible and this is such an ego thing, but it's helped me. What were those people doing at 25, 26? You know, like mm-hmm. were they going to these events? Were they sitting at this table? Were they in the room with the people that they're in? Like I don't think so. That it's interesting you say that. Um whenever I have found my I not anywhere near as commonly, but every once in a while, I'll find myself in a situation similar to that where mm-hmm. youngest person in the room, yeah. room full of older people, I find a lot that people will make comments like that where they're like, wow, yeah. like I wish I was doing this at your yeah. age. Like, I can't believe you're doing this at yeah. your age. So it's, there is a lot to be said about that. Yeah, it's interesting. And so 
I mean, I wake up every single day. I put my pants on the same way as everyone else. I think I've said that to you before. That's yeah. my thing. I go into everything like I'm as human as everyone in this room. Like everyone is at the same level as me. I'm here for a purpose. I'm here for a reason. I'm here supporting my organization. And my organization has put me here. And if they haven't, I'm here as an individual. So, I mean, I have a reason to be at everything just like everyone else. And a lot of the times I feel like there isn't like a seat at the table for me or a young person, but there's always room to pull up another chair and I'm going to because- Someone's neighbor doesn't have a neighbor. No, someone's neighbor <laughs> doesn't have a neighbor and they need to sit next to me. Yeah. And I need well, to be at that table. So, I mean, I felt like that with a ton of the meetings that I've been to. I mean, like I've told you like, I've come home and like told you the things that people have called me in meetings and stuff. Yeah. They're crazy. Yeah. And it's only because I'm young and they think that they can say that. And I mean, they do say it, but. For that to be the one thing that people are hanging on. Imagine, yeah, imagine, yeah. yeah. I mean, you kind of have to have some thickish, thickish skin to go to events as a young person and try and like be so involved yeah. with like different like nonprofits and like the community and like go to all like chamber stuff. And because it is kind of like, I kind of like the best way to describe it is a lot of the times I feel like a fish in a fishbowl and people are looking in, but I can't speak. Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like I can't, I can't talk, but I see everyone around me and they're looking in, but I don't know. I just feel like that's how I felt for the longest time. I don't really feel like that anymore though, but. That's good. It sounds like it's, it's interesting. like, it starts to go away eventually. Like as you yeah. get used to doing it. You prove it. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Earn you your prove stripes. yourself to yourself. Yeah. Sounds like it's very much a mindset thing. Yeah. hundred like percent. Like you have to kind of just lean into it and understand that that is the case. There are going to be those, those, uh, preconceived notions of yeah. you, but you're there for a reason. Yeah. hundred percent. And my own reason too, like I'm going to every event with a checklist in my head of what type of person I need to talk to, what organization I need to get connected with. If I have friends there, I'm gonna go see them. Or if I'm supporting a mission, that's why I'm there. So I'm not just showing up as a young person, rolling in for a free chamber chicken lunch. I'm going <laughs> to for a reason. So, I mean, that's- Being very intentional me. about the reason you're going in. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like the like having, having, uh, having goals and like different like checkpoints that you're trying to hit at an event, like yeah. being very intentional about the event. Yeah. And then, so that kind of dives into Leadership Seminal for me. Yeah, so this is a huge development since the last time Yeah, so Leadership Seminal is, I feel like leaderships, leadership programs are everywhere, but Leadership Seminal, so it's based in Seminole County. I don't know if like you necessarily need to work, live, play, worship, like something in Seminole County, but everyone in there, there's, there's some reason why they're going through it with Seminole County. Um, but it is a total mixed, bag of individuals from every type of walk of life organizations um, are involved in that program there's 50 of us is this a thing that exists in most counties do you know i know that For downtown like orlando does one okay i think everyone has like their own spin to it right it's tough because seminole, seminole county is so small um compared to most counties in florida so like leadership seminole it just is all of Seminole, but I know like downtown Orlando does one just because there's so much there's so much richness in like a downtown setting. So in some cases, when the county's a little bit larger, it might be a little. Yeah, more I think up. so. I think so. And then because one of my colleagues did downtown um, leadership Orlando is what it was called. And then so there's just so much you can do with that. But leadership Seminole is so cool because Seminole's so small. You learn 
everything. Mm -hmm. So each day is a different aspect of Seminole County. So we had a human services day. So that went over the nonprofits and everything we do for the homeless and everything with charitable donations. And they it starts at 8, 7.30, actually, 7.30 till 5 p.m. There's no breaks. These are always long days it is, for you. It's always a Friday. I come home. I'm exhausted. They, you get the agenda beforehand, and they have you. We're bust around. We're going to different. It's just the coolest thing. And I have met so many cool people through Leadership Seminole that are going to be friends for a long, long time. And That's awesome. Yeah. And I was the youngest person to ever go through it. So class 32. Common theme. Yeah. Common thing. Class 32. I was 25 when I started. So I was the youngest person to go through it. Um, but it has been so, and I was so nervous to do Leadership Seminole. I was so nervous and there was two spots left in the class and my organization has sent someone through it the past like three, four years. So the um, program organizer reached out to Edition and was like, hey, I, we have two spots left. We're filling up quick. Is Edition looking to throw someone in here because we're gonna be filled up? And they said, yeah, actually Holton has the relationships now. He needs to go through it. And so I didn't even think I was gonna go through it. It's total last minute. It wasn't in, It wasn't budgeted for. Um, and I like could not imagine my current like situation with work, like professionally, socially, everything without it. It has been the coolest experience and it has just opened my eyes to so much in Seminole County. Like our healthcare day, I do nothing with healthcare, like, and I never will. But we got to tour our hospitals and see everything that goes on and how much like, oh, that like random piece of equipment in the room, like in that corner. Oh, that was like $4 million. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, crazy. it's just crazy. And like, my mind doesn't think like that because it's just not my area of work. Just opens up your perspective yeah, a lot. It was just so cool. It was, it, everything we've done has been so cool with that. And I've learned so much. I got to tour the um, NICU of the hospital I was born in. And so it was kind of like the joke of the day because I told all the nurses and the doctors and then all of my friends that are in Leadership Seminole, and then so we were touring it and then the nurses who were like walking us around and giving us a tour, they're like, this is Holton, he was born here. And then it was like, when was he born here? Like 10 years ago, you know what I mean? Like the jokes and um, whatever, but it was it was really cool. And then so after the day, we were getting to the elevators because the hospital is huge. It's the one in Altamont Springs, it's massive. And so we're going to the elevators because um, we were gonna go see the helicopter that like oh, nice. brings patients in. So we're going to the um, elevators and then it like had like this wall of honorable mentions of like births. And I was like, what is this wall? I was born here. And so then everyone's making comments and I kind of was just like, I'm not on the wall, but I like, I've talked so much about how like I was born here that I can't wait for the jokes to be like, where are you? Yeah. And so then me and my friends go over, I'm like, I'm not on this, I'm not on here. And then I asked the individual who was giving us the tour, I was like, how do you get on here? And there was like, a donation. Okay. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to text my parents. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? I'm not an honorable birth at this hospital at this point. Like, I thought everything stopped when I was born here. That would have been huge. If yeah. my name was on that wall. Yeah. That would have been like a huge moment. I'm like, yeah, you. like row two, like number three, 1996. They ask, you know exactly where yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm like. <laughs> like, it's like right there. 
That would have been huge for me. But then they were all joking. They were like, oh, your sister's on the wall. <laughs> My sister's not on the wall. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> There's no shot. There's no shot. That's crazy. I don't think I've ever seen the NICU I was born in. That would be kind of like a surreal experience. Yeah. It's like a full circle moment. Yeah. I was like telling everyone, I was like, I remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> I was like, I'm trying not to cry right now. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the world stopped. <laughs> like you wouldn't be, you wouldn't believe what happened the last time I was here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was wild. <laughs> it, was it was wild. wild. People were freaking out. <laughs> so another thing that I wanted to cover, kind of as uh, we're talking about like work updates since the last time we talked. Another huge one is that you're now you've got your your reach has been expanded. Mm-hmm. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So. Um, so I was over Seminole County. Seminole County is where I was born and raised. I love Seminole County. So now I also have Volusia. So Volusia is, it's so large, but population-wise, it's not. It's weird. So it's north of Seminole, but then it's also like New Smyrna, Daytona. So it kind of is like, imagine like California like flipped a little bit and yeah. like, you know what I mean? Rides the coast. Um, I probably just did it no justice, but I'll try to overlay something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that helped, but it. I'm so excited to have Volusia because so Lake Monroe. Um, it's kind of it's a really big lake um, over by the Sanford area, but then there's a big bridge. So there's kind of like a crossover with the Volusia area with like Deland and Orange City, um, and then the Sanford area. So I'm really excited about that, but. Volusia County Schools, they do all their events at hotels on the beach. Nice. So now I'm beachside, a full-on uh, island boy. and nice. so City I, boy goes island boy. Yeah, so watch what happens <laughs> in 2023. But I just got invited to my first fundraiser. It's next month, and it's at New Smyrna. Do you have to get, like, a really strong tan to be in Volusia County? It's Caribbean party-themed and oh, yeah. Hawaiian shirts only. It said that. Okay, yeah, you got to Yeah. You got to have a strong tan. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I have to get a South Beach membership. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's cool because, um, I don't know if I've said this before, but I used to work at the school district for Seminole County um, in the Office of Communications when I was in college. I worked there for three years part-time, and it was the best job ever. I learned so much in the career, but just networking within the district and stuff. So when I rolled into the position with addition, um, I think that, I think that people might've thought that it was easy-ish for me. You know what I mean? Just because I worked at the district office, I had the contacts, um, but I'm really excited to have Volusia where I know no one, like just on my own. If I know someone there on my own, and just to work and massage out that relationship into something that is extremely beneficial for addition financial. We only have one branch in Volusia. So everything that happens in Volusia County is 100% things that I've activated on my own, which is cool. Yeah. It's cool to like 100% own something. I had my first meeting on Tuesday with the foundation over there. Um, and then I have a couple other things in the works with them. I got on the Junior Achievement Advisory Board for Volusia County. Um, So I'm really excited to do that. And just to, that area is just so different and weird because there's kind of like a country area and then there's like the beach and then there's this weird like middle area. Um, And then in my- A lot of unique landscapes and environments. Yeah, and it's like 
all so different. You would think it's just a different area, but it's all one county. Probably a lot of like differing kind of groups and different, like much different industries to yeah. deal with from like one side to the other. Yeah. And I kind of like put together like a chart of like Volusia County development, Volusia County community engagement, Volusia County like largest employers. You know what I mean? Like just the demographic and just to see it as a whole, just to break it down a little easier for me. And it's just so interesting. The organizations that are in Volusia County, it's such a mixed bag. And I mean, the population. Sounds like a good it, challenge to yeah, like wrap your head so around. Yeah, it's so cool. It's so cool. I'm so excited for it. So, and then in my meeting with Volusia, they were saying how they do like a lot of scholarships through the foundation, some grants and stuff. And so obviously that all comes with donors. And so they said it's, I asked them, I was like, I'm new to the area. Like, I kind of want to know, like, talk to me. Like, what is Volusia? What is Volusia County? Like, what is Volusia County? <laughs> and so they're like, so this is so funny that it's broken up into east and west. And so people who live in east only want to support east Volusia. Okay. Yeah. And so people who live in West want to support West Volusia. So when they have individuals come in, they'll say, so a lot of people with like scholarship funds will be like, I want to give a scholarship to this type of individual with this GPA. That's it. Yeah. So, but in Volusia, it's, I only want to give a scholarship to East Volusia, this Hmm. individual. So it's broken up, which is so strange because Volusia County, there's only 69 schools. Seminole County is 63. It's comparable Very. in size, um, but demogra- or geographically, it's much larger just right. because there's so much land and More then with the, out. the um, beach. But it's so, I don't know, there's so much to uncover. I, I get excited with it because there's big organizations in Volusia County. I didn't notice that too. What kind of big organizations? Amazon are- has. Uh, really? Yeah. Amazon's got, there. They've got headquarters in the most random yeah. places. Yeah, Amazon's there. Huh. Yeah, there's this organization called Brunswick that they do, um, like, boating equipment. And uh, okay, that makes sense. And that's kind of our wheelhouse. You like, need a lot of space for that. Yeah. And then there's two huge hospital systems there. Okay. And then the school district is always a huge um, driving force. But they also have Stetson University. Okay, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, so they're in Deland. We've been working with Stetson a little bit lately. Nice. And so I'm excited for that. Possible branch in Stetson? Maybe. That'd be cool, yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. That would help me out. Um, But they have four colleges. They have Stetson University. They have Daytona State, which Mm. is a huge state college. Um, They have Bethune-Cookman. Okay. And they have Emory-Riddle. Right. They have four colleges in Volusia County. Because it's it covers it's like most of Daytona. It's crazy. Yeah, I always forget about like the couple in Daytona. When I was diving into it, I was like, "There's so much here. There's so much here." So I'm so excited to dig into that. And then this is super funny. I was telling the um, people at the district of Volusia this. So with the Truist merger, because um, it was two banks that merged into Truist, mm-hmm. there's. Um, there's obviously locations where if those two organizations, if they had locations too close to each other, they're not going to keep both. They're going to put one up mm. for sale. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why would they keep both? Because now it's the same organization. Sounds like an opportunity. So um, it kind of was like ants on sugar with uh, financial institutions to like get the bidding process going, the contracts, because everything is so expensive right now with 
materials and labor and everything like my i know my organization is only buying pre-existing structures yeah we're not building from scratch so and i feel like that's it's one of the most expensive i mean everything's getting more expensive right now but it's more it's one of the most shipping delays to like build yeah a structure yeah so there was i don't know if it was one two or three locations in volusia but there was some others like in other parts and we lost the bid lost the contract to a medical marijuana <laughs> distributor because that layout works for them with the <laughs> drive through and stuff and i, I guess was it does selling that's crazy yeah, i would have never thought it's about so that. funny and um <laughs> it's it's even more funny for my organization because um we have like a business services team um and do like that kind of like transactional work with them and stuff but we as an organization don't do work with any type of smoke shop mm-hmm. or like e-cigarette shop or anything like that. We don't do any work with them. It's a very gray area to want to attach yeah. a big organization so to. So right it's now. so funny that we a little too early for any of that kind of talk. This medical marijuana distributor totally like just bulldozed us. So it's funny that it was like that kind of organization <laughs> that like got it from us. But I was telling um the people I was meeting with and because obviously there's like some type of like communication about like okay so like who are your current partners like financial institution like what do they do what do we do what can we meet in the middle on is there room for us don't want to step in toes but i'm here and i'm gonna like make a seat no matter what you know what i mean yeah um and then i was like well honestly that was a lot of good stuff in like five seconds yeah (laughs) Yeah. thank you (laughs) uh but i was like yeah so funny enough like i my biggest competitor isn't even them i guess it's medical marijuana because (laughs) they took our branch locations um which i don't i don't i still think that's just like so funny to me but it's funny it's funny to imagine like being like a long-standing member of that community yeah you've always been going to that bank and then all of a sudden you go up yeah it's it's a medical whole new purpose yeah and um i don't know like i mean i personally wouldn't want to live next to one so like i mean i'm sure you wouldn't either but also aren't they kind of like popping out of nowhere i don't remember them like seeing they're completely just popping yeah right i think it's got to be so profitable it has to be be. yeah i mean yeah 100 percent. but i'm i've Ever since that scandal. And another thing that I thought of when you were ta- explaining, like, that it, like, it kind of worked for the same layout that they go for, I've, like, I've heard about them a lot, seen, like, one or two when I've been in other cities. And the interesting thing about them is, like, I, and I feel like this was, like, a, almost like an overcompensation thing for the, like, the like sketchy gray area of illegality that like they started with. Yeah. They the ones I've seen always try to make them look like an Apple store inside. Like they okay. look crazy. Yeah. Nice. Like to like kind of really? compensate for the con- like the preconceived notions of it. Like okay. Like you walk in and it feels like this luxurious experience. It's like kind of funny. So yeah. So it, I guess it kind of makes sense that they would pick a building like a bank building because it would just be like, the security, very sleek, security. very nice, very secure already. That's so funny. I don't know. I, I never thought of I it. I won't stop talking about it because I just think it's so <laughs> fun. I don't yeah. know why. And I brought it up in that meeting, and I mean, I don't know if that was appropriate or not, but I mean, it was funny. So. Yeah. <laughs> so another thing I wanted to ask you about, because in your position, and probably especially now that mm-hmm. you're over a whole nother county, you have a, a pretty major budget that you deal mm-hmm. with on a yearly basis, and a huge part of your job, as I know, is 
really being able to sell the final decision makers in your organization on certain things that you want approved in the budget and also just like keeping track of managing correctly using and making the best of a budget yeah could you talk a little bit about just running that huge budget this is a thing i feel like applies to a lot of different positions that deal with big budgets yeah like how do you how do you make the best use of a budget and what are the kinds of things that you think about yeah so um there's kind of two sides to the budget so there's the event sponsorship. Um, so that's essentially, do we get enough out of it for this dollar amount? And this is why, and here's my receipts from it. And it is what it is. It's mm-hmm. on paper. Especially if you've done it in yeah. the past. And then the other is the activation brand awareness. So, Which a lot of times is probably like new things that you might not have done before. Yeah, and usually the most expensive stuff. So we're presenting sponsor of this event. Most expensive, most risky, but potentially biggest payoff. Yeah. And so we're presenting sponsor of this event. What are we getting out of it? What's the audience? But us being a sponsor of an event is kind of also just like one more step in the direction that like we're trying to do in goal-wise. So we're supporting this organization with this, that, this, and also making adjustments in what we do for you because we want this in the end goal. You know what I mean? So if we're working on some type of partnership agreement or something contracted, um, I mean, this is what we've done for you dollar amount wise. And then on top of this that we've done, we'll keep doing on top of another X amount of dollars to get the exclusivity in the financial industry category that we want you know what i mean yeah so it's kind of like those things adds up to it but also i mean like on saturday we were presenting sponsor of the state college that we're the official preferred credit union of and i mean that moment for us is i mean that's our turf like we're their partner they're our partner mutually beneficial agreement mutually beneficial partnership it's our deal so it's kind of like one of those like untouchable like no one else in this category can go with them you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's kind of like putting your name on your locked turf down. too yeah it's locked down it's locked down there are locked down because we have a partnership agreement with them but helps you kind of like own a space a little bit more and like, yeah like own the space like That's own the space on the territory yeah and then so it's funny because so then with my job, I also deal with the budget for the branches that are in my area. So now I have seven branches. Um, Seminole County. With the addition of the one in Volusia? Yeah. So. Wow. So it's six versus one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, there's yeah. a lot of room to grow in Volusia. Yeah. 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 And um, Seminole County is so dense, too. So, yeah. And then the one in Volusia. But so I handle the budget with our branches. And so it's interesting because if you work at a branch, you most likely live in that community. Because if you didn't, you would work at another branch that's in your community. You know what I mean? That's like a community-based job. Exactly. And so those folks will be like, well, we saw this event. And then so you kind of go with it. But in your gut, you know it's just not, it's not a good use of the money. All I do every day is look at sponsorship packets. Like I deal with like all that stuff. So you start to, I'm sure, get some kind of like pattern recognition. Like yeah, you've heard about, you've considered so many events. You mm-hmm. probably hear certain things about ones that you're like, 
No, like that, yeah. that type of event historically doesn't really work yeah. out for us. Or, or this one does. A lot of stuff, I mean, I love like community. I love like the feel good. But I mean, sometimes we just cannot spend all the money on feel good. You know what I yeah. mean? And a lot of branches want that. And their budgets are so small compared yeah. to like our district budget. You got to be cognizant of like, yes, the feel good is nice and you got to have some of it. But you're also like an organization that has to continue thriving and growing. Yeah. So it's a balancing act. Mm -hmm. And then so if I have so if I have one of my um, partners or colleagues or someone that I've met in the um, community that works for a nonprofit or is on the board and they're like, hey, like we have this really great event. Edition has never had a pr presence in it. Love for you to be there. I'm like, okay, agree with you. Like I respect you. Like I would love to be there. I don't have it in my budget. What I'll do is, so I'll try and sell it to a branch to use their money for that. Okay. And then they can own that and they can do whatever they want um, with like, if it's like a tabling opportunity and stuff, and then I'll just go as an individual mm, to okay. do kind of like the communication and the networking part of it. And then they'll man the table. And then what works so greatly for that relationship with me and my branches is that I'm on the field walking around, just like, like walking around cold calling, you know what I mean? Just going up to people and like talking and doing like the networking and stuff. And they're at the table. So if any business comes from that event, they're getting it. They talk to anyone about like an auto refi or a checking, like anything, they get all of that. And I'm kind of just the person there for like the higher development and the, oh, have you checked out the addition table? Like they have great water bottles. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Just like the funny stuff. But so that's kind of how like we work together. And then for like a higher ticketed item event, like I could maybe sell two branches to go together on it. And so, because- Maybe two that are like kind of locationally close. Yeah, so a lot of the events, like if they're in the middle of two branches, I'm like, do you guys want to come together for this and split it? And then I'll go as an individual and there will be peace and harmony in the world. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot to work with. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to ask you about is, uh, so you had told me kind of off air recently about, um, a new foundation that you've been helping kind of spearhead for addition. Can yes. you talk about that a little bit and like like the the impetus for that, the thought behind that, what went into that? Yeah. So um, my organization recently started their own foundation. Um, so it was August, September time when that event happened. So it was their inaugural year of the foundation. At the uh, the basketball arena? Yeah, so yeah, we have the title. sounds about right. Yeah, so we have the title um, sponsorship with the basketball arena at UCF, so it's the Edition Financial Arena. And so we hosted it there. It was a super cool event. It was in the lobby. It's all windows and glass, so it was super cool. We had a stage, tables. Um, and so what we did to spearhead the inaugural year was our CEO committed $1 per member we have associated with addition financial so a member for a credit union is just a person with an account with us or some type of association um and so we had i think it was one hundred and eighty thousand dollars. that's how many members we have um so then we picked organizations and then we um ranged from i think it was like 25 grand to 15 grand invited them in gave them the checks but it was super cool i was so excited and honored to have 
a biggish slice of the pie of the inaugural year. I was able to plan the event for everyone and then kind of be the um, in-between addition and the nonprofits just to kind of like know before you go, congratulations, we're so happy, you do so much good, this is what you're receiving and stuff. Um, but it was super cool. It was really cool to be a part of the inaugural year. And then I love being the first at something yeah. because you're not in someone else's shoes. It's true. So it's, you're completely defining what it is. Yeah. If I forgot something day of, they have no idea. Yeah. (laughs) This was the first. So next year, if you want that perfect, let's do it. But it wasn't here this year because it was the first. So if you forgot something, it's just an opportunity for more growth next year. Yeah. Yeah. So it was super successful. And it was a cool event, and I was so happy and fortunate to be a part of it. That's awesome. Yeah, and then also with that, um, I do all the ribbon cuttings for addition. So I do the outreach for them. So I invite whatever chamber is associated with the branch. And then I like plan like the catering and the actual event and then the speakers for it too. But that's, I do like the community events for addition too. We do like internal, like our summit our all-employee all summit that we do on Columbus Day every year that's through, like, HR and stuff. But I do kind of, like, the community-based external events for addition, too. Nice. So, yeah, it's so it's so much fun. So there's obviously uh, moments of pretty cool exposure that I've yeah. seen you get through, through mm-hmm. everything that you're doing. One thing that you had told me about that was really cool off-air is uh, just coming across this press release recently. Yeah, yeah, Can you yeah. talk about that a little bit? It's so... <laughs> The personal PR I get for my job is so incredible, and I would not get it from any other organization. I recognize that at the level I'm at and how old I am. And so the um, school district event I was talking about, that was last Friday that we were presenting sponsor and that I had the commercial at. One of the um, things that was tied into the presenting sponsorship packet was a representative on stage for the announcement of the winner. It was the Teacher of the Year celebration, so there's an overall winner. Uh, but then there's an elementary, middle, and high winner as well. So once those three are announced, one of those three is the overall district winner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was on stage for all of those announcements, um, on stage with the superintendent, school board members, and the executive director of the foundation that I sit on um, for Seminole County Schools. And it was so cool to be on stage for that photo and so like i had told you previously i was like scrolling through my um inbox because i'm on so many email chains with organizations and newsletters and addition pays for us to be on all of the um like newsletters and stuff for like either the obj or orlando sentinel and i came across the picture and i had told you i was like this picture is going to be this one photo is going to be circulating so much throughout the year and so forth and um, this was like the first time I saw it on my own, it not being sent to me. And it was such a cool, it was a cool, it was a cool moment. It was cool just kind of coming across it as yeah. like a, as a random public on viewer. Yeah. Yeah. Total public. Yeah. Yeah. It was That's super awesome. cool. So it's interesting going to all these events, usually with some type of presenting or second to third level sponsorship. And it's myself at the table. It's all C-level from addition. And I mean, on Saturday, it was our CEO, our CFO, our chief development officer, our VP of partnerships, and our attorney, and then myself. Like, it's just like, it's one of those things where it's just like, 
how did I get here? You know what I mean? Like, it's just so funny, but I mean, I'm there to like go and chat and talk and network and bring development to the table. And then I will meet someone or see a friend and then I'll bring them to the table and introduce them to our CEO. But this is actually so funny and this is so true. So like six months ago, I had this like, you know when you randomly think about stuff, but then you can't stop thinking about it. So now it's every time that- get locked in. There's an association with that thought process, that thought comes in. So every time I roll into an event or if I'm in some type of setting where I'm just like one of those like freeze frames, how did I get here? I don't know how I got here. Like, you know what I mean? I have teenage dirt bag in my head. <laughs> like, I'm just a teenage dirt bag. I remember like, that TikTok trend where people yes, would post like they're all like middle school. <laughs> yes. I'm like sitting at the table at this fundraiser with all those individuals and in my head is just like I'm just a teenage dirtbag. I like, have no idea. <laughs> it's just like the elevator music play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, get out of my head. It's going to make me laugh. But it is it is like interesting and it's fun to be, I mean, to have like that relationship with those individuals yeah. in your organization. You Probably learn a lot. You learn a lot. And there's no other position in my organization where I would have that that role. access, yeah, that I would. Yeah, I'm directly talking and communicating with all of them every day. I talk to my CEO every day. Is this the direction you want to go in? Also, if it's a certain dollar amount, I have to get his sign off on it. My chief communications officer, ins and outs of, is this what we're looking brand wise for us? Our attorney, I'm having meetings with him when I'm going up with partnership agreements because my one partnership agreement with the state college that we're the official credit union of what are we going with? What's the direction? Is there any new assets that we're looking at? And this is what I think we need to do. And then our COO is over all of our branches where I have seven of them. So I work so closely with all of them too. And it's like, it's a different thing to be in communication with them, but to also like work hand in hand and side by side with all of those individuals. And for them to know what you actually do for work is so cool, I feel like. And I mean, I appreciate my organization and my role so much just because of the exposure it's given me internally, externally, and just like personally with like my own like brand and my things I support personally, because there's stuff that I do on the side without addition financial, but it's cool. It's a cool little gig I got going on. It is. It's a a gig full of gigs. Yeah, gigs full of gigs, (laughs) a ton of gigs. What is the biggest thing that people get wrong about what you do? So I think that... I was about to say about your job, but you don't even have just one job. You have, I would say, almost many jobs. Yeah. What is is the biggest thing that people get wrong about what you do? So I, I post a lot about work, and I think, like, the flashy stuff is always the fundraisers and the galas and, like, the the community happy hours and stuff like that. So I think a lot of people think I just go to like events and I just like hang out and maybe all I do is like party for work and stuff. But that's like, there's so much to get to that point that like people don't understand. I feel like if I'm presenting sponsor of an event, I'm going to the event, I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun. I'm networking and stuff and it's great. It's flashy, but the stuff that's behind the scenes of that event, it's like, days of all this work just for that one event but then also beyond that what did that partnership look like from january 1 of that year like how did i get to that point not just the partnership alone but how did i like massage all that corks out 
to get there. There's so much that goes into it, but I'm not posting every day like edited my contract agreement for so and so and so. Yeah. Looking, like a little like selfie like Yeah. Yeah. Like looking edited good. the contract agreement. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think about a three year rolling? <laughs> like I'm not like doing that. But the it's the events where it's the community and I post that because people are like, oh he was at that event. He was also at that event. Edition was sponsoring that event. You know what I mean? It's great brand awareness. So I do it more for the brand awareness, and then there with that always comes personal PR. But I think people don't, but I also don't promote it. So it's, I'm doing myself an injustice, I feel like too, by posting it, but I'm also doing myself an injustice by not posting it. So it's like a never winning situation, but there's just so much that goes That's on. That's it, you gotta just get a cameraman to follow your- Yeah, uh, and done live deal, stream. I'm here. <laughs> live stream every yeah. second. <laughs> You're hired, but, business development is such an umbrella and people just see like have you seen like that image of the iceberg not yeah iceberg yeah Yeah, where it shows like a couple little things and then it lists all the things underneath and like right here like the tip of the iceberg is me smiling at an event so happy and saying like congrats on raising this much amount of money but then below that is like the committees i've served on the business development i've done for the organizations the new hires organizations I've gotten with that organization to get the accounts to make it profitable for the organization to sponsor this like all that stuff that goes in to every little thing but the having 40 bottles of champagne in your car that yeah. you can't even like put anything else in yeah, your car yeah, yeah. for the like <laughs> the constant little things yeah. so on Friday we sponsored the champagne toast so I had all this bottles of champagne <laughs> But it's it's so fun. And one of those things about my job is I said this earlier is I never thought I would work for an organization that was a credit union or probably even like a financial institution. But like the work is so cool. The culture is amazing. And our mission is second to none. And I love it. And I love the job I do every day. And one of the coolest things about my role is every day is so different, too. And I like look forward to a full office day because I get to catch up on my emails and stuff. And I don't think a lot of people like say that, like I can't wait to get into the office. Like, cause I'm so like in events and today I was running around for some things and I couldn't check my emails. And on Wednesday, I have an office day and I cannot wait for Wednesday (laughs) to have an office day. And, but it's- It's like where you get to like process all the stuff that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a debrief. And if there's people from my team there, it's so cool. because. It's, they're so chatty and they're so fun and the work I do is so cool and I just appreciate I feel lucky to have the job that I have speaking of the job you have and the work you do a thing I always like to ask towards the end of these mm-hmm. interviews is and I and I ask this because the show is called Profession Session so mm-hmm. I talk to a number of different types of professionals here mm-hmm. and everyone looks different So I'm curious, what does it mean to you personally to be a professional? Yeah, so to be a professional, I think that you need to know the organization or what you're supporting, the culture, everything. Um, And you need to go in there being confident and knowing exactly what you want out of every situation. Um, I'm in partnerships, I'm in business development. I don't go into a room not knowing what I want to get out of it. And if I didn't, I wouldn't be walking into the room. So for me, every single second, every single minute of my day, my work day, count, even personal day too, because I run into people 24 seven in the community. But having a mission 
and a direction in everything you do is what it means to be a professional to me. Love that. Just like focus. Yeah. Hell yeah. Perfect. Well, Holton, anything else you would want to share with the audience? This has been freaking yes. awesome. I actually have something for you, bro. What? Yes. <laughs> I have what is this? Okay, wait. Don't peek, don't peek. <laughs> no peeking. I wanted to congratulate you on one year of oh podcast. Oh my god. Wait. <laughs> I don't have a lighter, but this happy is one crazy. year. Thank you. I totally forgot to mention that up top, but this yes. is episode 52. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Happy one year. Thank you, man. <laughs>